0: This is a special episode of a show that does not exist currently, but I am a pretty big Star Wars fan and I just needed an excuse to talk about it. So I invited the uh, Star Wars expert in my life, Rob Mitchellson, over to help me discuss The Force Awakens in a review, dissection, uh, everything conversation about our impressions of the movie. Hi, Rob. Hi, Tyler. How are you doing? Really good. How are you? I'm great. So can you give me a bit of background on your uh, Star Wars expertise and uh, what... What, what is your fan history of the, of the series?
1: My fan history is that I uh, got to see Return of the Jedi in the theater's first run uh, in Regina, and uh, it, uh, it blew me away. And I also had an uncle who had recorded at some point or gotten dubs, possibly illegal dubs, <laughs> mm-hmm. of uh, Star Wars and uh, The Empire Strikes Back on beta and so, uh my
0: fandom started early, Wow, yeah, that's a deeper history than mine that's amazing it goes it goes way back yeah well, and we're we're similar ages, yeah yeah, not quite old enough to have been in our young primes for the original releases. Um, I mean personally, I grew up on the vhss and uh, there was there's a cabin in Saskatchewan that uh my my family went to in the summers, and that was like the only tapes that we had there, so uh, I would just watched them over and over i don't I don't ever remember seeing them for the first time, I just Remember seeing them for the 20th time? Yeah, that's <laughs> you know.
1: that was same with me. It was just a part of my life yeah. at one point. And yeah. that was that was what we what we understood. It's interesting that Saskatchewan seems to be the place where <laughs> that, people go the, to
0: yeah, to go for Star Wars. It's mm. the Dagoba of our uh, <laughs> of our Star Wars world. Now we have a new Star Wars movie and we should warn anybody listening ahead of time this is all spoilers. All spoilers yep. all the time. We will we will never hold back uh and if you're not okay with that, then uh, I don't know why you're listening to this. You should, you really should see this immediately. Uh, what was your spoiler experience? How much did you know going into it?
1: I had um, been very careful to avoid as much as I could. Uh, mm-hmm. But I found even social media was starting to spoil things for me in terms of my expectations. So uh, the first big spoiler for me was Where is Luke? And that. Mm-hmm. Must have been there. Must have been months of that, right. and and then fan theory started showing up about that, and so I, I I tried not to read any of it.
0: But you did read some of it. Apparently. I did <laughs>
1: read one. I did okay. read one article um, that made me so angry. I actually stopped mm-hmm. and 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 had to just sort of like remove Star Wars fan sites and things from my Facebook feed. <laughs> In time, someone was just like, "This article was great." I was
0: like, "No, it's
1: not. Mm-hmm.
0: Too bad. I'll never see anything from Rolling Stone again." <laughs> yeah. Well, towards the end, I installed a. Force Blocker, I think was the name of my Chrome extension that just nice. yeah gave me a big warning any time I hit a site. And you know what? I was actually very successful by the end. I came in knowing almost nothing. I think I'd seen the poster give, had given me the most exposure to what this was. It was like, mm-hmm. okay, uh, this guy has a lightsaber. You know, like there's I can see who the characters are, but I didn't know anybody's names. I didn't know their roles or, or mm-hmm. relationship in the universe. And so I was really happy about that. Unfortunately... As we were on our way to the movie, oh um, no, the, CNN was on in the other room, and they gave a, about a twenty second description of the overall plot so just before I, I got a, a quick summary and that, that was that was a bit too bad, but I really i mean I, I enjoyed the um surprise of it. I was really mm-hmm. glad i didn 't know anything, but i don 't think that this movie rests on surprises or gotchas. you know that is not the strength of this movie there isn 't a sixth sense moment of because of the Luke, I'm your father revelation that it really pulls it all together. Like there are minor surprises, but it's more the excitement of the newness of it and, um, being brought into the universe. Anyway, that's,
1: I agree. I think that there were, there were a few things that, uh, that I was wondering about as I was watching the, the first time. Uh, uh, and I think actually my, cause I've been twice now and my first time through m- most of my experience was about analyzing, who these people were and and where they might come from and what the backstory might be, kind right. of anticipating mm-hmm. that I might be really, really shocked. And it took me a while to settle in and just think, you know what, I, I can just enjoy this film for a film, right. and I don't have to tear it apart right away. Yeah, Later, yes, but yeah. not <laughs> well, immediately.
0: And I actually, I think I enjoyed it more because I intentionally tried to not break anything down as I was watching it for the big moment, for Hound's death. I think it wasn't all that surprising. I think, you know, there's a lot of foreshadowing and just guessing by Harrison Ford, how much he was in the film. Like you Mm -hmm. you could guess it, but I intentionally just did not think about it because I didn't want to, to try to have decided what was going to happen. Um, I really tried to just like ride the wave of, uh, what the movie presented to me.
1: I felt really really similarly as well. Um, uh, because the Han's death actually did surprise me. I, I I know there'd been so much made of the inclusion of these characters from the original or the original trilogy. Yeah, no the original trilogy. <laughs> the that, trilogy yeah. yeah, the uh, the only the exclusive holy the whole trilogy that they um that I I wouldn't have been surprised if they'd left them around for the whole time mm-hmm. and I also wasn't really that surprised when when Han died. I think it made a was a good narrative choice it put him in uh it kind of puts ray's in ray and luke's shoes Mm -hmm. a bit uh, when ben Kenobi dies there's that there's that mirrored there and also he's he's been around and he has done it all Mm -hmm. and it was it was right for him to go i think in a kind of western movie sort of way
0: let's take a step back and let's just go to our overall impressions i i loved this film (laughs) um i thought it was really great uh like Generally, um, I'll go into more detail towards the end. But I, I think it is my new favorite Star Wars movie. Th- that okay? No, actually, that's not necessarily right. It's not necessarily even my favorite. I maybe feel more emotionally attached to the first ones. I will later argue that I think it's currently the the new best Star Wars film. And I think a lot of people wouldn't want to hear that. <laughs> um, but uh, but no, I really really enjoyed it. It was. Extremely fun. It was funny. It brought in a lot of new things. I've heard a lot of other people tear it apart for how close it was to the original. But I didn't feel that at all on my first viewing. Looking back, I uh, yeah, I, maybe it didn't need to follow as close as it did. But I was not thinking about it on my first viewing at all. It didn't bother me. Like I, I noticed some of the most obvious uh, parallels. But it wasn't taking me out of the film. Um, even though... I I know it definitely did for some other people. What about you?
1: Uh, I felt that... I I noticed the parallels between the original trilogy and and this one right away, and it also didn't bother me. Mm -hmm. So in in the moment of it being like, oh, yeah, they're doing this, they're doing that. It all felt like a way to to do what they're trying to do which is to franchise Star Wars for a new generation essentially. Right. And so I I was I was up for that ride being aware that Disney wouldn't want to blow 4 billion dollars on uh on on three pictures and not have something to market afterwards. Right. So I think there were places where um that all that all felt right to me and it was fun to revisit the aesthetic of the Star Wars universe as we remember it from the original trilogy the, the prequel trilogy George Lucas was adamant that he wanted to push the envelope and do more visually with star Wars he wanted to do as much visually with the prequels as he as he did with establishing i l m and and making those those first star wars films so right. in any case, the aesthetic of the of the new film felt really comfortable to me. it was mm-hmm. like it it seemed exactly right yeah. for a star wars movie, yeah. whereas the prequel trilogy had a f- i w- i had really high hopes, and I felt like it was a bit too glossy and a bit mm-hmm. too cartoony almost.
0: Yeah, yeah I mean, if, even if you just looked at still frames from all of the films, you would, you would put this into the category of the first three. It fits so much more closely. And I definitely don't think it's just because it's supposed to be in the same era mm-hmm. in universe. I mean, I just think they considered it more. And, you know, the, in a little bit of the prequels defense, maybe the technology just wasn't at the place that it needed to be. Like, I'm sure if they did as much CG Currently, they could probably do a better job of it, but I do think that all the the practical effects and the the you know lived in universe they pulled off so much better in, mm-hmm. in this new one so.
1: yeah, it felt like we were visiting real places, yeah, there was only one c g moment where I was like that 's a that 's goofy <laughs> dumb c g moment, yeah. but I also was enjoying it for its goofy dumb cg moment this is on mm-hmm. the, this is on they're on board the ship that has captured the Falcon mm-hmm. and there's the multi-eyed beholder dude. I don't remember what they're called with uh-huh. the tentacles. And yeah, the, yeah. and uh, I, I
0: was just like, oh, okay, yeah, that's a, that's a big goofy cartoon <laughs> yeah. puppet thing. But it was a, it was a comedy moment too, right? It yeah. was uh, like th- that would not have worked quite as well as a puppet.
1: No, if it, and if it had been like a dead serious thing, it would have been, it would have been,
0: if it was supposed to be scary. Yeah. Yeah. They may, maybe playing it differently would have worked.
1: No, but it was it was just right. kind of a goofy, multi-eyeballed creature. Anyway,
0: I loved it. I thought it was a yeah. really fun film
1: to watch. It felt familiar, but it also felt fresh enough. And there was also in- enough... Interesting stuff going on with the characters, hmm. specifically with Ray and with Kylo Ren as well, where I thought, yeah, these guys are – I'm interested in hearing their story. I'm interested in knowing why they're important.
0: Well, I, I'm curious to give this review after the whole, trilogy, the whole new trilogy is out, which I know will be different, right? Like a lot of the things, whether they work or not, depend on what comes after it. Like are they setting us up for something that works really well or are they setting us up for disappointment? Uh, we don't know yet. I mean I'm, I'm hoping for the best. But it, what I think that they did really well was that they they had a, there was a lot of nostalgia in here. Um, again, something that I've seen as one of the main points of criticism. But to me, it really gained my trust. It's like by having they, they did call, just enough callbacks or the right types of callbacks that made me feel like we are we are now back into that world and we're back in that universe and I'm watching a Star Wars movie again because it needed to gain our trust before it could claim Star Wars for itself before Disney could say like, look, we will now pick up the ball and move forward with it. I do hope the new movies have more new content, new characters, new, uh, larger story arcs. But, um, for this first one, it had a lot more work to do of regaining trust that may have been burnt with the prequels and uh, and then also bringing us something new. And I, I think it set us up for both, uh, which was incredibly, must have been very, very hard to write for that challenge. Like, Yeah, the,
1: I actually felt, um, at one point, I felt like J.J. J. Abrams was in charge of my childhood. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like he was, was like, okay, he's got to Star Trek and now Star Wars. And mm-hmm. um, I had a friend comment that uh, he should just... Um, Get on acquiring Firefly
0: and
1: just <laughs> yeah. treat that right as Bring well. back,
0: yeah. Okay, moving to uh, a, bit, a bit of a detailed breakdown in characters, let's talk about what worked for you, what didn't. Um, Ray Yeah. Is, okay. is now our new character, which mm-hmm. I, I don't think I really realized for a while into the movie. Okay, who are we following? Here? <laughs> who is who is our main character? Because yeah. uh, you know, at, at first, I'm like, is this Poe guy going to be our hero? And right, you know, yeah. I, not not having uh, realized, I didn't I didn't know who's going to play the most important roles. And so, um, yeah, part way through the film, I realized it was going to be Ray, and uh, she worked so well. For mm-hmm. me. Like the the development was similar and different enough from Luke's. Um, it you know it reminded me of it, and it didn't uh didn 't feel like it was just a, a rehash uh i, I mean I, I really thought she was great
1: yeah i really enjoyed her um I thought she made a really a really fun uh hero and this is maybe getting a little ahead of ourselves here as well but some of the criticism i've been hearing about Ray is that well is she is she a mary sue mm-hmm. or like is she just a fangirl inserted into the universe mm-hmm. or is she too similar to luke or whatever and mm-hmm. I, there, a lot of the things that i was hearing about her i thought were were kind of uh, beside the point she's mm-hmm. she's fun to watch she's an interesting character she just as much as luke sort of Pretty quickly has a knack for the force. <laughs> right. She, she does too, quick, yeah. maybe even better. Right. And that's kind of fun, also, yeah. because uh, I I'm I'm totally in favor of her being really like a really kick-ass Jedi. Well,
0: on my first viewing, my notes had that I that I felt that the final lightsaber fight didn't feel even enough, and that it, you know it felt like. Um, both her and Finn were a little too able to defend themselves. Um,
1: I agree, especially it, with Finn. Maybe a little bit more with Ray because she's because she's fighting off all those dudes in the beginning. Yeah,
0: she has more of a reason to. be She's been established as more of a, a fighter. Yeah, but uh, but what I was going to say is that was in my notes of negatives at first, and I just watched it again last night mm-hmm. in IMAX, which was awesome. Yeah, and it uh, I didn't have that same feeling the second time. Like just looking for it, I was kind of looking into that scene, like waiting to be frustrated by that imbalance of power. And you know what I decided it's it's pretty okay. Obviously Kylo Ren is very injured in that in that scene. Um mm-hmm. Finn doesn't do that well, you know. He only he gets kind of one lucky blow in but is otherwise beaten down pretty bad. Yeah. And Ray uh she, she's she's fortunate and obviously I think that Kylo's very much like thrown off his game. He is distracted, he is injured, he is not yeah. at his best, which mm-hmm. at his best he probably would have easily won, but she was able to, you know, she like bring her focus and bring her, her forciness to, uh, to bear. uh, Yeah. No, I think, uh, I
1: felt, I felt pretty good about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I think that, um, taking into consideration what, what Kylo Ren's journey has been in the movie too. I mean, he, he is, he is obviously torn about his, his path to the dark side and whether or not he's still, wants to be there and so it makes a lot of uh uh, it makes a lot of sense that he's really struggling at the end there and he's been shot Uh,
0: (laughs) yeah so yeah i mean well so it shows him getting a direct hit like he gets shot and it doesn't graze him it hits him yeah and then stormtroopers getting shot uh by chewbacca's bow immediately after and they're just getting shot across the room i mean clearly this really this kills people uh so you know he's you can think of it as being shot with a bullet like he is could yeah. die from this injury. It is one that of my bad.
1: one of my favorite action movie moments in the uh, in in uh, Force Awakens is, is when he's punching his leg to try to uh, to try to numb it from the pain. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, which I thought was like, yeah. wow, that's very that's very action movie. But uh, I, yeah I liked Rey a lot. I think mm-hmm. getting back to the to the point of this is that she's she's a she's a really fun hero to watch. I'd be happy to see a couple more films with her yeah. learning more about the Force mm-hmm. and I kind of secretly hope that there that there is no that there is no backstory for her that yeah. she's just an awesome Jedi from out of nowhere. Oh, That's back, what
0: I want. The backstory thing, yeah, I, I don't want to get too much into predictions at this moment. Yes. But I kind of worry about what the, the reveal will be. I mean, like, you know, some of the obvious ones are l- like Luke's daughter or, um, you know, it's good. She's going to be a family member of one of the main characters. Yeah. It's the most likely thing, but like it's happened so much. Already, yes. But, yeah. Know, it doesn't necessarily feel like that'll be as big anymore. And, I don't really need for, I, I, for me, I
1: don't need another series of films where, where everything's about the Skywalkers too. Yeah, yeah. Like we're, I'm kind of done with that. Right. Like, yeah. An- yes, I want to see her journey. Then. And then is Luke more amazing or less amazing than Darth Vader? I guess it depends on which, which, which time machine you take to talk to which George Lucas. Yes. And then, uh, yeah, I, 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 I kind of don't care. It's, well,
0: she's, she's fun on her own. I think the things they did to set her up um, worked better than – so in the prequels, mm-hmm. they are trying to establish Anakin as being a impossibly powerful Force user. Uh, yes. Th- I mean, just the reason they have Menachlorians in it yeah. are just to establish him as being off the charts, right? Like, they, like, th- th- yeah, they, like
1: they, they, invent a stupid thing yeah.
0: to give us a rating
1: scale, but it, we would have been fine without <laughs> yeah. that rating scale. And so
0: the things she did much better established that she was very powerful to me, that she was able to figure it out so much without anybody telling her. And just, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, I bought into her inherent forciness much more than just saying that Anakin had it she shows that she has it, which, yeah. you know, is obviously just better filmmaking. So. Yeah. No, I really liked it.
1: Um, um, I, I thought I thought she was a wonderful character. I really enjoyed having her be a part
0: of the film. I was also going to say, th- this is an overall thing, so I can mm-hmm. bring it up in many ways, but uh, advantage to Luke is the, obviously, these three are going to be much more pre-planned than the original trilogy, because in the first, Luke doesn't have that arc. You know, he is not on a... Three movie journey by the end of episode four. Yeah. You know, at the, he has completed somewhat of an arc at the end of episode four. Yes, he has. And it's not, it doesn't leave as many open questions. It it, it wraps itself up pretty well. And well, you Lucas, don't. Lucas said, has admitted
1: many times that, that because he wasn't sure that he was going to be able to make three films, he made Star Wars mm-hmm. or whatever it's called now, New Hope. And uh, I'm I'm saying that dismissively. I know it's called A New Hope, but like, <laughs> yeah. I I still I, I still kind of hang on to yeah. the fact Even that the
0: ca- film is called Star Wars. Even calling it Episode Four, I have that same feeling of, yeah. of that it kind of just is its own self-contained film. And if you, I, I recommend everybody go rewatch it now and cut everything else out of your mind and just watch it as a single film with nothing mm-hmm. else. And it is a different experience than thinking of the the universe, the, the Star Wars universe, because it could have just lived on as one great movie that won a bunch of Oscars and was praised by critics and mm-hmm. wasn't the franchise giant that we have now. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, uh, yeah, so I think that lack of pre-planning on the original ones would mean that we will end up with greater satisfaction from from the characters' journeys. That's what I hope. Uh, so.
1: I, I think there's. they've certainly introduced lots of uh, quite a few characters to us that have the potential of being really interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so now we just have to kind of follow their, follow their journey as it goes. So,
0: well, how about Finn? So, uh, where, where's Finn going? He is, uh, he likes to run. Mm-hmm. Yes, he does. <laughs> His, uh, number one trait is get, get away from any danger. Uh, but if you, uh, need to help somebody, then do that first.
1: I think, it, uh, um, he's, he's also in a way filling in parts of the, Parts of the the the, the Han Solo uh, mm-hmm. legacy, a little bit. I, I mean, uh, Han Solo is a great character because he's kind of brave, but not really, except when it counts. Mm-hmm. And so I think there there's a little bit of that in in Finn as well, right. but okay. maybe without the same level of competency either, which <laughs> right. is
0: kind of fun mm-hmm. about him. I'm not really sure what. Purpose he serves, but it's fun to have him <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah, it's funny by the end of the movie. There's a little bit of like, oh, he he wasn't as central as I was expecting. He isn't. I mean, he clearly is a main character, but in other ways, isn't. Um, I don't know. I, yeah, I'm I'm curious to see what kind of role that he plays by the end. You know, obviously, Star Wars is a film that doesn't rely on one character, one main character. There, are, the supporting characters are extremely important in all the films. So. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I don't expect that we're going to have any big reveals about him later. Uh, we're left with his, uh, injury being very precarious. So obviously curious, like, I mean, that could have a major story effect later. I don't yeah, know it yeah. could actually, that be, yeah. it'd be, um, uh, it'd be compelling if
1: they played that out a little bit as well. Um, lessening his ability to sort of physically react to situations and, and then finding out maybe more about what he's, mm-hmm. what he is useful for. Right. Um, Anyway, he's a he's a neat character, and I also like that there was no sort of apparent. I mean, he is using a lightsaber, but it doesn't seem like he's he's got any Jedi skills. It yeah, just they don't sort of seems like he's kind don't, of lucky.
0: Yeah, they don't hint at it at all that I can really think of.
1: Not really. In fact, at one point, they they accuse him of
0: not understanding how the force works. <laughs> yeah. That's not how it works. That that was such a. That's not how the force works. That's one of the most perfect lines for me that really <laughs> resonated because it, it speaks to so much of what's happened in, in the real world, in mm-hmm. uh, Star Wars discussion since, you know, it's a response to the prequels in a way it's a yeah. response to how everybody looks at the, the force in the films. Um, I think it was, yeah, it was, it was more meta than it led on to be and, and perfect.
1: Yeah. No, a nice little, uh, little cookie from the, uh, from the writers, just mm-hmm. to, like, like to toss you a snack and be like, here you go,
0: fans. Here's, <laughs> here's something for you to, yeah, we mm-hmm. know. Um, something I thought was funny uh, to bring Poe into it, I, I listened to the audiobook of the novelization while I was on holidays. Mm-hmm. So um, most of it is very, very just close to exactly how the movie plays out. Right. Uh, but there are a few extra details that are spelled out a little more. And one strange thing about it is, to me, is that there were clear hints at there being a love triangle with Poe, Ray, and Finn, which... I it was not really. I don't think it made it into the film in the slightest. No, well, there are there are some small moments with uh, Finn flirting with Ray. Yes, there are that. There's but that. They're, they're subtle, but there's absolutely nothing with Poe. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so I mean, it's it's in the it's in the novelization for a reason, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's strange. It's just s- subtle hints, and so I don't know. I'm curious if that's going to be a thing. Anyway, Poe. I- Sorry, I, I felt like a lot of
1: his scenes actually, as a character, like mm-hmm. I felt like I, I I did leave the the film thinking, oh man, I was expecting more of Poe, yeah, uh, to do something
0: more awesome or be more involved <laughs> yeah. somehow. I, I wonder if some things were cut out. I have a suspicion. Yeah, because he he clearly is meant to be very central. Mm -hmm. and uh he is a great character i mean like the little screen time he had he had some perfect moments his the the comedy he brings into the very beginning of who talks first uh you know that's great yeah and and he is clearly a badass uh i really like the one long shot where finn is watching him be an ace pilot and he's just uh you know taking out TIE Fighter after TIE Fighter. Great. Like they, they, they used the little time he had very well and -hmm. and set him up in a really interesting way. You know, another thing I liked about all of the relationships is how excited and like genuinely exuberant characters could be with each other. There's the moment just after, uh, Finn and Ray escape from. Uh, Jakku, where they're just like beaming and laughing and hugging mm-hmm. and totally like letting go with their excitement. And there's another moment where Finn and Poe have that same thing where they see each other for the first time, where they're just not trying to be cool mm-hmm. or like there's not, there's no pretense. They're just super excited about this new friendship that they've got that like all of the, well uh, Finn and Ray have grown, grown up in very isolated environments and have just made some very good friends. And I don't know, just sort of like seeing that, that emotion I really like the way that it played. It has
1: a satisfying humanity to it.
0: Mm-hmm. So there's the, like of the
1: three, what we're what we presume to be the main characters, and this is kind of guesswork at this stage yeah. because in a way they 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 weren't. Um, but uh, of those three main characters, we we're guessing going forward. I still want to see more from them. Yeah. I'm still, I'm still, I'd still be excited about meeting them again.
0: Yeah, I and I actually true. think
1: that the film held back a little bit. I was, I, I was a bit on pins and needles the first time,
0: mm-hmm.
1: waiting to see characters that I already knew. So uh, that was a long wait, actually. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> like that the first, like, forty minutes of the film goes by before you see somebody that you know, and right. then, and then there's the, the comfort yeah. of Chewie and Han Solo showing up. And mm-hmm. You're like, oh yeah, right. Yeah. I was wondering when those guys were going to show up. (laughs) Here they are. Poster. Yeah,
0: exactly. And uh, Kylo Ren is kind of the other biggest, uh, biggest one that we have left to to talk about. And I, I think he's a perfect villain. I really. uh, He he's much more considered as a character than Vader was from the beginning. Vader was much more of a generic baddie, Mm -hmm. you know, just kind of there to cause mayhem and uh, destruction for its own sake and be menacing, mm-hmm. and gradually he turned into more of a character, but already after only one film, there is so much more to wonder about and to hope for, and um, there's so much more to Kylo Ren than, yeah. uh, than there have been in any other villains
1: and this is this is backtracking a bit, but I mean Vader becomes a a much more interesting character in return of the Jedi mm-hmm. and then a much less interesting character in the prequels <laughs> but he's he he gets that point where you want to know more about him, but you're right in star wars and Empire and Strikes back he's just he's just there to be a bad guy, yeah, and he is also a um a bad guy who has who has no equal in terms of of other jedi and it's interesting. Kylo Ren is in the same boat, really. There are no other Jedi left after, or well, as far as we know, right. that not knowing much about who Luke managed to train before Kylo mm-hmm. Ren, but where there's probably not a lot of Jedi, yeah. or at least from the way that people are talking, it sounds like it's extinct again, essentially. Mm-hmm. And so for Kylo Ren being a character who also has never encountered any other Jedi, but also is as a powerful user of the Force, he's an interesting... Uh, his his sort of like juvenile uh, angry outbursts yep. and and
0: trashing of things is pretty fun. Yeah, and and I feel like they really captured it well. Like it could have. Been, there's a parody Twitter account of like you know e- 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 emo you know, Uh you know, which is funny, but isn't it's not that poignant because like it's that's not who you actually see in the film. He doesn't. He does feel genuinely conflicted and not like. Not like a dumb teenager, not like Anakin felt. That's the big difference. Anakin was like, here, we're gonna show you what an angsty young person looks like. And it just didn't feel real. It's like this isn't this is a dick. Like this guy's just yeah. you know, yeah. he's not he's not nice, he's selfish, and and there's no real internal struggle. It did not feel like there was much going on with, with Anakin. He was just angsty for the sake of it. Yeah, and, and I've actually
1: read some interesting uh, fan criticism saying that the, the problem with Anakin's journey is that it was almost the right journey, but just not quite. Mm-hmm. That the journey he needed to, be, to, to take was something about genuinely being invested in bringing balance to the Force in a way that made him feel like he was doing the right thing, mm-hmm. and not just being angry and upset and, and whiny about it. Uh, and yet Kylo Ren has obviously been affected by 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 what he's gone through to get to this point, he's very powerful, and yet he's concerned about the uh, about uh, like the possible return of the Jedi, about what that means for his place in this universe, mm-hmm. and he's also relegated similarly to Vader to a not totally
0: in charge role in this right. in this world as yeah, well. Yeah, he, he's kind of in the same position as as Vader was. Yeah, exactly. I, I think a lot of it owes to uh, Adam Driver's performance as well. Like that that. You need an actor that can pull it off. Uh, and because so much of it is very subtle, he isn't saying a lot. There's not a lot of lines. It's really just in his face mm-hmm. and in his delivery. And in those key moments, I was like, yeah, I, I absolutely believe this person is going through real internal conflict. I like that it wasn't a fake out, too, you know, mm-hmm. like when he has to kill his dad, that he actually clearly is internally affected by it and, and hurt and conflicted. He's not just. You know, he doesn't smile or smirk after. That would have really spoiled it for me. But you can see that he is still, I think, even after that moment. Oh, right. And actually, some of my impression of this moment comes from the novelization, Mm -hmm. is that in that, it more implies that he feels weakened when he expected to feel stronger after that moment. That there is more, like, after he has done it, he doesn't have that sense of, of strength of the dark side that he Thought he might have, yeah, um, and I, I feel like you can see that in the performance
1: by eliminating the threat of his of his father's influence over him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually, and and it's one of those moments where the performance was heightened as well. Which, again, getting back to the 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 space opera thing, we haven't talked about it yet in the recording, <laughs> but uh, getting back to the idea that Star Wars is this um, operatic storytelling style, that I felt okay with him being you know, broadly affected by having to, to kill his father and yet be still a servant to
0: the dark side and mm-hmm. to,
1: um, the new emperor dude.
0: <laughs> well, I want to go, I just wanted to say something about what you just said about Anakin. Uh, so I listened to two audiobooks over my holidays Yeah, and the other one was uh, secret history of star Wars, which I really strongly recommend. It's, it's long and very detailed, but it basically spells out the writing process of, of all of them. Mm-hmm. So, when we see Anakin transform into Vader, a big factor in that not working, I, I, the the book puts forth, is because they rewrote a lot of that in post-production and reshot those moments of his transition in pickups. So initially, it was more that his motivation was about having genuinely been deceived by the Jedi, and it switched more to being about Padme and wanting to rescue her. So mm. that what we ended up seeing a lot of the earlier shots in the film were reshot in post production and they didn't reshoot anything later in the film so all of the moments where he's really angry after he's turned were actually working on a different script were working from a different set of you know motivations that they basically didn't have time to to fully realize so uh, anyway i recommend the book if you want to learn more about why the prequels didn't work
1: <laughs> yeah i mean there's there's a lot of reasons but certainly that would be that would be a factor i mean he doesn't have a his his rationale for, for turning to the dark side doesn't seem quite enough somehow. Yeah. And, um, and again, it <laughs> were there
0: at all. I, I don't yeah, know. Why, yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, like a lot of it, uh, you know, like going back and like uh, killing the sand people cause they d- took his mother yeah. who he has not visited.
0: <laughs> yeah. Who you decided not yeah. to visit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, his, 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 his arc isn't, isn't particularly compelling, but that's also the problem with, with prequels in general mm-hmm. is that, Writers and creators get this idea that we want to know what happened before, mm-hmm. and we're only interested peripherally. Right. So we talked about Lord of the Rings and and how it is that uh, um,
0: before this recording, yes, before the, the recording. Rings. So
1: so audience, I wish you could have been here uh, twenty minutes before this all started. Um, but uh, uh, Tolkien had had built this world and just included elements of it which he thought might be kind of interesting because he originally thought the Lord of the Rings was going to be a linguistic history of the elves way, way into right. like the Silmarillion and all the rest mm-hmm. of the stuff that kind of came out in the Lost Tales years later and published posthumously. And so by including just those details as, as points of reference in the film to get you wondering about the universe, they're really interesting. And I think a lot of the stuff that happened in the prequel films in Star Wars it was more interesting in the original films just as a point of reference. Right. So like the Clone Wars, what were the
0: Clone Wars? I don't know.
1: Yeah. We didn't need to know. And then we, we found out and, and it was kind of yeah. dumb. Yeah.
0: And then... there well, were- it, What I was saying is that the, part of the strength of the um, way that it played out in The Lord of the Rings is that I think he had actually thought through all of this stuff and that George Lucas did not. He had a few small notes about, you know, maybe I want the clone wars to be this and maybe Anakin's history, something like this, but he did not have it worked out. And although that is a big part of the legend of star Wars that he had, you know, he'd written 12 films and then you need to scale it back to nine. And then, you know, like there's all this legend about how much content he had that he turned Mm -hmm. into the few that we saw. Um, and it, it probably wasn't true. I, I absolutely don't believe it, especially watching the first film, which was completely Mm self-contained, whereas yeah Tolkien clearly had spent so much time developing this universe in both in his mind and in actual writing and the, you know, developing languages and the feeling of this universe and i think there was a huge payoff in lord of the rings for that that it, it's much more cohesive
1: yeah in the forward to, to lord of the rings he talks about how his writer buddies in that um, oxford writing circle all said don't Nobody will care, nobody cares, yeah, and so he said, oh, all right, well, I'll write an adventure story and and uh, oh, okay, I'll yeah. use my point of reference as the ring, and I'll, I'll move on from there right and and the results were great yeah. yeah it worked so yeah I think uh where where the prequels fail is is that we don't we didn't really need that information it was just it just fattened up the the universe mm-hmm. in a way that was more interesting when it was mysterious yeah. and uh, I think the What's happening here too? But like, we don't really know about Kylo Ren's backstory yet. A lot we know that he was trained. We know that he went to the dark side. We know he's very conflicted, and that's fine for us right mm-hmm. now because some of that mystery is valuable to to creating the world of the storytelling without us having to. to we to didn't dwell need on to it. see
0: him when he was twelve. No, we don't. Or <laughs> six, or whatever. Yeah, nine. I don't God. know. What it was. I have one more thing about Lord of the Rings, though, that I think it suffered from a bit of the lazy naming that. Tolkien had with Sauron and Sauron, mm-hmm. that Finn, Rey, and Ren are more similar than they need to be, in my mind. I mean, Finn and Rey, if you like, combine those letters, really quickly come to Ren as well. And mm-hmm. then also Poe is another... I mean, it's all single-syllable... I don't know. I, it was strangely um, all one-beat names that some of them weren't very far off from each other, and it, it seemed odd to me. Yeah, um, and I think... It it may
1: have suffered a little bit from that science fiction thing where, um, you you put us in a world and then you give us a a vocabulary and nomenclature of that world mm-hmm. and sometimes to the detriment of the story. Like I don't know if you've read as much terrible science fiction as I have. No, I'm there, sure I I've, I've read volumes and volumes of all the dumbest uh, series that authors that nobody's ever heard of since who made mm-hmm. six dollars yeah. off of their their fine fine work. And there was a little bit of that in this film. Right. But not so much that it bothered me. Like everything felt Star Warsy. But <laughs> I think a two syllable yeah. name, you're right, would have been would have been yeah. clarifying. I didn't catch Poe's name until until I'm, I saw him later in the I film.
0: misheard almost every name when they were first introduced. Like when he asks Ray her name, she says i Am Ray. And I thought she said Amory or something. And I spent yeah. a few moments thinking about what did she just say? Same with Poe. I, I was like, Did you say Paul? Yeah. 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 Uh, I uh so, I Ky- Ky- I thought it was Kylor at first. Kylor. Yeah. Which actually is pretty good. <laughs> so yeah, all, all of the names I actually slightly misheard the first times that they said them. So
1: Yeah, I mean now that we, we know them from uh and we've and we will see them forever on marketing yeah, we'll, and action figures We'll and figure really it out, but easy enough, but yeah. uh uh i actually one of the things that i think was kind of fun about this too is that there are a lot of characters in this film and many of them not named on screen uh but they will be named in the action figures much like they were when the uh when the characters were in the original trilogy as well you'd get an action figure and you'd be like oh yeah that guy's that guy's got a name Mm -hmm. he's not just like the dude that (laughs) stood
0: next to the other dude on the bridge of that one star destroyer well even phasma Phasma having a name and being I thought she was more going to be more of a real character. Yeah. From just how much I'd seen this one stormtrooper in uh, the posters yeah. and stuff yeah. and you know, I totally thought, thought that she was set up to come back later. Yeah.
1: That was that was her whole storyline was just
0: like you, well, you you like her? We'll yeah. see more of her later. Yeah, she's the Boba Fett of, yeah. You know, yeah. So, I'm sure we will see more of her later. I can't imagine they'd leave her behind. Uh next general subject I wanted to talk about was just the visuals of the film. Mm. Uh you know, I we both take photos and uh, both are interested, interested in filmmaking. So from that perspective, uh, I want to talk a little bit about what the film looked like. And um, to start with, I mean, it was shot on 35 millimeter film, which I think is really interesting it's after the, the last three the prequels actually, you know, the, the best things they did was really broke new ground for digital. Like, Absolutely. I, I think looking back at them, they didn't age that well, but a lot of that's because they were doing things for the very first time, maybe slightly before it was ready, but the film looks incredible the, the visuals, the colors. I'd heard that he'd considered shooting it on 70mm IMAX and didn't because of uh, basically camera maneuverability, which. It's a little disappointing. It would have been amazing to see everything. You know, such an important film that we will certainly watch over and over. I'd love to have my 8K television of the future be able to play it back perfectly. Yeah, to um, show us everything, yeah. yeah. But, uh, no, I mean, it, it looked Really, really amazing. As as you would expect from a modern JJ Abrams yeah. film, I would expect no less. Yeah, it looked.
1: Uh, you know what? I shocked me was the how little lens flare was in this <laughs> film. Yeah, no, no I was yeah. I thought there was going to be a ton of lens right. flare. I was like, super. Ed, I saw Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Star Trek is the flariest
0: film ever made. Yeah, well, there is not one light that isn't pointed at I the lens. I know there's some quotes from him afterwards saying like, I may have overturned it. <laughs> <laughs> I I think he he, he noticed, he he hurt, he reads the internet. Yeah, that was flary.
1: I, I mean it was fun, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. yeah.
0: And he obviously likes his anamorphic flair. I really would love to see a breakdown of the lighting in this movie. It was it was really, really beautiful. There is um I liked how subtle it was often like mm-hmm. Uh, what looking at the forest scenes, for example, just look how dark a lot of it is, how little light there is and how little contrast there is. Uh, you know, in, most photographers would not take their photos to that level of, of lack of, um, punch punchiness, mm-hmm. but, uh, but, you know, everything was still very well defined is very, it was just very great cinematography, just very well lit, very well yeah. shot. Um, I was so impressed by a lot of it.
1: It all felt very natural to the to the world of the film as well. Um, I thought uh, the, 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 the lighting and the, actually the compositional choices in the, in the forest at the end too, when they're on the laser moon, the the, the (laughs) Mm -hmm. death rock, (laughs) where I I thought it being almost essentially black and white, was really fun to watch right. at that point in the film with the too. two
0: lightsaber colors. Basically.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Really stark. Uh, and then, and then two, two colors at the opposite end of the, of the spectrum essentially.
0: Yeah. There, well, there's so much of that red and blue language throughout it. I mean, yeah. throughout the film, there's almost always a little streak of red in, in Kylo Ren's mask, which even when it wasn't like motivated, even when you wouldn't see a red light, there would just be this, like and if you, if anybody hasn't noticed it in the first watching, look for it next time that constantly there are just little spots of red that are moving through his, the reflections. Um, and that would have been intentional. Like his, his mask is not red. So they just brought little red sources into it, um, that often speak to, you know, what he's thinking. And I think it worked really well. And then it's, it really pays off in the, uh, dramatic moment with Han where you have the blue and red on either side. And, Mm -hmm. um, and then the, the, sun disappears, the blue fades, and all we're left with is red. Yeah. And it was a bit heavy handed and perfect. Like it was it was a very it was a really blunt visual storytelling that I just thought really enhanced the everything about that scene. It was, it yeah. was perfect.
1: I mean it was obvious too that, that that light and dark were being used as a as a fairly blunt visual metaphor mm. throughout the the film as well. And and that's why like, you know, the the First Order's new weapon is powered by whole suns Mm -hmm. so that they are extinguishing light (laughs) from the universe as they as they go uh and then why when poe comments on uh we're okay as long as there's still light like all that stuff was like yeah yeah we we we, we get it but definitely the character of the light the the color of the light had a had a really nice play Mm -hmm. throughout as well um Mm. but it all felt it all felt fairly uh Fairly natural to the world, so uh, visually it was nice. Uh, compositionally, I wanted to go back and take a look too, because a lot of big deal um, Hollywood films uh, over the last over the last twenty years have been center framed mm-hmm. because uh, they knew that they were going to go to a four x three TV format at some point, and so you're right. essentially in a square frame. Yeah. And if you don't want to pan and scan, which no, nobody wants, then you're going to lose those those things on either side. But mm-hmm. as as time has gone by, we now have. TVs in a sixteen by nine format. It's almost one eight five, and and it's not a huge stretch to letterbox to two three never so,
0: heard about or thought about that motivation for center composition of pan and scan, but it completely yeah, makes sense. Yeah. I
1: think it's. I think it was a real. It, it, I think studio pressure was was a big part mm-hmm. of it, and that's why compositions and a lot of
0: a composition hasn't been a thing in film right. for
1: for. At
0: least as far as studio stuff goes. Well, the, the big thing with Mad Max was that um, the speed of the cuts were so fast that they put everything in the center. Because basically, we don't want anybody to have to look for the subject in yeah. each shot. Because we're going to have so many shots that uh, you can just keep staring at the middle and you'll always see what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, this movie does is cut very fast. I mean, yes, the pacing is. Is, is much, much faster than the originals. Yes, um, And I didn't mind at all. I mean, you know, it's, it is, it is a contemporary movie. It it moves like they, like they do now. And yeah, I'd kind of love to, to once the Blu-ray comes out, you know, see how fast things really are happening and where things are sitting in the frame. And, there's a nice moment
1: that where, uh, cause I went back thinking that I was going to pay more attention to composition the second time and I didn't mm-hmm. because I was so, I got, just got wrapped up in it again. Yeah. But there is a really nice moment where, where Ray is sitting, uh, in front of that, uh, that like ad-at that's, that's been shot down that yeah. she lives in maybe yeah. Yeah, or yeah, yeah, anyway. She's definitely.
0: hanging out. a home. I love that.
1: Yeah. And, uh, she's, she's sitting eating her meal outside, mm-hmm. having a drink of water. And then she puts on the, that X-wing Uh, pilot's helmet Mm -hmm. and uh, like has a, has a visor flipped down and is just sort of looking goofily out into (laughs) the, into the world. Mm -hmm. And that shot actually holds quite a while. Yeah. It's like a nice long shot for having just a moment of sitting down and just chewing food. <laughs> yeah. And I guess also to give you a moment to recognize that that is an X-Wing helmet and, and, and that there's something more to her story there. Yeah. Possibly related to her parents or,
0: or whoever her family is and why they left and what that situation was. Mm-hmm.
1: Or maybe not.
0: Well, did you notice the little, uh, X-Wing fighter doll in her, mm-hmm. uh, in her house? Oh, is that she, what it was? She grabs something or puts it down and it's, yeah, it's like a homemade stitched together. It like, looks like a voodoo doll. Right. Of, a, of an X-Wing pilot.
1: Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So,
0: yeah hints at who knows what something so the next note i have here is to just talk about some of the things that didn't work for us or uh, weren't what we hoped for right did walking out of the theater was there anything that you felt just as a, like an overall disappointment or or deep sadness or betrayal of trust or anything i was
1: glad i didn't feel any uh, i didn't feel any particular uh, betrayal yeah I thought which I really honestly did when I saw the 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 prequel films. I actually let me take that back. Mm-hmm. I saw Phantom Menace and I was uh, kind of dazzled by the John Williams score and I thought that it was kind of neat and I didn't I didn't full out hate it. Yeah. Uh, on that first viewing. No, I think the, I, think I liked thing.
0: my first viewing. I mean I was younger too, but
1: Yeah. But I, I think uh, so. I, my my level of satisfaction with it was was somewhat higher. But it was episode two where I started feeling like betrayed. Yeah. So in any case, on the first viewing of Star Wars, I thought um, I thought it was good, and the second viewing, I actually liked it better. Mm-hmm. I, I was I was I was letting go of what I what I thought I needed to expect for the film, and that allowed me to see it just as a as a fun movie, and and it was just a fun movie. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't much that didn't work for me. I will say maybe the, uh, the mirroring of the death star narrative was not wholly satisfying for me. Yeah. Like I, I got why they did it, but I also didn't. I also thought, well, you know, you could have built up to this and maybe this could have been a cool rescue from someplace else. That's
0: so. the bold and highlighted part of my notes here is we didn't need to do. I mean, this is now the third out of seven films that basically has the same ending of blowing up, effectively a Death Star. Yeah, uh, you know we've got we've got another trench run, and it's you know it it worked, and I actually didn't mind while I was watching it. It's it's more reflecting on it that it bugs me. I mean, again, going back to that, I feel like the first film, mm-hmm. A New Hope, was meant to be more self contained. That was a perfect ending for a self contained story because it was a it was a really big. You know, like this was set up as the most dangerous weapon that has ever been created, and it must be destroyed. Otherwise, the galaxy is gone. So, you know, it was very satisfying when that first one was destroyed. Yes. But I I think that it could have been only at the end of Return of the Jedi that they could have destroyed the one Death Star, I think would have actually been more satisfying if there had been a longer build of the threat. So now going and doing it again they're like well this is actually much much worse than the death star remember the death star this is a thousand times bigger but we took care of it in the first film again yeah so and now what and yeah. now it's it's a thousand times bigger what's the what's the
1: thing that's going to happen to yeah, this so, character yeah series? how are you yeah. gonna make
0: it a thousand thousand times bigger than, yeah yeah
1: so they, so they so the empire collapses the rebellion has won mm-hmm. the 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 um Uh, there's some muddling around as they try to reassemble the Republic. It clearly doesn't work, dissolves into some chaos of some kind of civil war, which I'm, I, if the filmmakers are listening, I don't care about, I don't want to hear about it. I do not Mm -hmm. need to know what happened in the intervening years, except for what you tell me in these three films. I, the rest of it is not important. Mm -hmm. So the first order comes out of some of that chaos with what's left over of the empire on their side of the civil war, presumably. Yeah and i'm i'm part of me is starting to wonder about infrastructure costs like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like exactly. where is it coming yeah. from
0: after the collapse of the empire how were you able to build this in a relatively short time span mm-hmm. you know or was it always under development This also raises questions about snoke which are more speculative i guess but like where was he where where were all these things that needed more than what wait how long did we have is it 30 years of in universe time
1: uh roughly yeah, yeah. it must have been roughly you that. know
0: 30 years is not that long to terraform a planet to turn a planet into a weapon so you know to me some of these things must have been happening earlier and yeah so i i feel like it didn't need to be repeated i also feel like i could have used one or two more lines that made more clarity of the relationship between um the new order wait the what's it called new order first order First order, new order, something else. Yeah. And Uh,
1: joy division. I agree. I think that people make too much of that and Mm. really new order is the better band. So (laughs) let's,
0: let's not, let's lay that discussion to rest. Yeah. So yeah, the first order and, uh, wait, who else, (laughs) who else is involved in this conflict and the empire and the rebellion. And, and this time though, it is the, the resistance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the resistance and the new Republic's relationship, yeah, that's it. New New Republican First Order. Um, that relationship wasn't really clear, and I know we don't want to go and rehash the Senate and stuff. But I didn't. I I spent some time thinking about it and wondering what's going on here, and I, I think they could have had just one or two small adjustments to lines or additional yeah. lines that just would have been like, oh, I get it.
1: Yeah, right? and, and, and and that's exactly the kind of information we need. It's just a line of dialogue.
0: Yeah, just to clarify
1: for us, like. You know, if, General, if uh, General Leia had expressed her disappointment when the New Republic started collapsing, mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. that would have been enough for me. I would have been like, oh, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, and
0: that was a moment as well. Once those planets were destroyed, the lack of concern. Yeah. I, again, I, that almost feels like a thing that might have got cut, like there meant should have been more reactions to these planets being destroyed or yeah. just the effect on the resistance of losing the support of uh of the new republic. Yeah, and we
1: actually don't we, it wasn't clear how bad the situation is for them, really. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, we yeah. we get the idea that some kind of central planets were destroyed. And actually, that was the moment that felt the most prequely to me is when you saw the the uh like the huge well, death rays yeah. raining down on and these I planets. I thought it was
0: Coruscant for a sec. Like, yeah, the, I thought so too, it, right? yeah.
1: Mm. Uh, so
0: it, which maybe? No, it's I'm, I've checked since it's not. No, it's some yeah. other Place? Yeah, it's it's the the central place for the New Republic, which isn't Coruscant. Uh, the H- H- I forget, yeah, right, H- H- system, something sounds good. Yeah, I'll, I'll insert
1: it into post. Great, yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, make us make me sound smarter too. <laughs> yeah, uh, and if you can EQ me like like a, like an octave lower, well, it's going to do like a Chewbacca. <laughs>
0: your whole yeah, uh, and you're just here. responding to it. Yeah, exactly. That's great. That's yeah. exactly what yeah, what Peter May <laughs> did. So I'm sure it's fine uh, what we're talking about, okay, right, the planets are destroyed. Uh, that, that relationship wasn't really clear to me. Another thing that wasn't clear that there is one line about it could have used to, I think, so I, I spent a bit of time thinking about, like, wait, where are the clone troopers? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want them to talk about the prequels too much, but, like, they did spend a lot of time establishing that all stormtroopers are clones of each other. I absolutely understand why they're not, for narrative reasons, to tell the story they wanted to. Um, but where are they? I don't yeah, know. Like- I
1: was wondering, I mean, I'd been wondering uh, what, if it was one of those things missing from the prequels as well, where they, where they were going to say what the lifespan of a clone was mm. or, or to make it quite clear that the, the clones had now begun to die off and they were being replaced by this sort of, uh, programming, yeah. like kidnap kids. And, yeah. uh, and
0: well, if you go to star Wars.com, you can just read really quick blurbs about each like character and, uh, Group and it talks about the new stormtroopers a mm-hmm. little bit. There's just like one short paragraph about it, and it does explain that you know they are now better trained than original stormtroopers since they're not clones. They're encouraged to think more on their feet and more for themselves and operate more as a traditional army. I did spend a few seconds thinking about it in the film. It didn't obviously didn't ruin anything, but uh, you know I don't know. it's just yeah. like th- this was clearly established earlier, and you are breaking that uh, part of the of our knowledge of the universe as a central part of the story.
1: Yeah. You could have used a bit more, a bit, a bit more of an explanation as to how that came to be. Yeah. That seemed, that's reasonable to me. So, so the, uh, the star base planet killer planet, planet
0: star death (laughs) star blower. I think star killer. Yeah. Star killer. Yeah.
1: Anyway. (laughs) So, so that, uh, felt a bit, it felt a bit anticlimax because, uh, because at that point you were starting to feel the, 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 the parallels between the, these two films and this acting sort of as a bridge between those those two generationally,
0: yep.
1: um, it, it 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 didn't have a, a huge emotional impact for me. Like no. I was like, ah, oh, they blew it up and and they did it, right? So so that's good. <laughs> yeah. I I think I could have. I I felt like Poe was missing from the film in a in a way that made him more. Meaningful. Mm-hmm. He was so cool yeah. in the first five minutes, and then we don't see him again. And then we see him flying around a bit, yeah. and that's kind of it. Yeah. And I and I I I wished I could have seen a bit more of him, but that's that's probably the extent of my complaints.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, one thing you mentioned earlier about how after seeing the uh, Phantom Menace that mm-hmm. you know you walked out and the Johnny Williams score is still playing in your head. You know that I felt like that actually had a much stronger score than this current film because there is nothing new that I remember from the Force Awakens.
1: Yeah, and I actually this is a this is a, this is my fan theory. I wonder if you go back and listen to the themes, what you're hearing in some of those places. I'm, I'm pretty pretty sure I remember hearing Luke and Leia's theme mm-hmm. for Leia. Yeah, um, but when she was dealing with uh, when she was dealing with Ray. Mm-hmm. Well, all
0: of the moments that affected me most were call- the callbacks, the musical yeah. callbacks. And, yeah. you know, Ray's theme, I can't bring it to mind. I noticed it, especially in the second viewing. and I was like, oh, there it is. There's the theme. But yeah. I can't remember it now. Yeah. Um, it it sounded less Star Wars-y. There was, like, bells. Yeah. But compared to uh, what, what's it called from Phantom Menace, a duel of fates,
1: mm-hmm.
0: that was wonderful for a... I mean, that was too good of a song for the for the film that you we know, yeah. were given.
1: Um, yeah. And right. it, those uh, uh, the the John Williams score in the prequel films was was a big part of the success of it. Yeah. Uh, not to mention the Fox logo coming up. Somehow it, it did seem a <laughs> yeah, little it
0: quiet. Yeah. It yeah.
1: Lucasfilm logo came up, and then suddenly the the Star Wars theme started, and I was like, Yeah, I still need a drum roll. Maybe <laughs> just throw me a drum roll next time. Yeah, just time. a
0: slightly different remix of uh, Yeah. yeah. Some, something close. <laughs> Maybe we'll download the soundtrack and. Uh, get it in my brain a bit but uh okay so i mean overall obviously this is a really great film hopefully sending us up for a bunch more uh i'm i'm really hoping that star wars doesn't become too cheapened as they roll it really quickly it inevitably will marvel has put out quite a few really great movies but i can't help but be less and less excited with each new one and doesn't even matter if the new ones are great There's just so many of them.
1: Yeah, And I think that's uh, something that you do come to expect a little bit with franchise films. I mean I remember seeing the second Avengers film and not being nervous at any point that anybody important was going to die because we've got all – they're making money off of all those other films. We've Mm -hmm. got to keep Iron Man alive and we've got to keep Thor alive. And uh, probably we'll bring the Hulk back at some point, depending on how successful that was. And right. so those guys have all got to be around. Yeah. And I knew that there wasn't going to be a ton of threat to the characters. And I think probably uh, not only in terms of the, 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 the narrative choice of, of, of Killing Off Han as, as, he's, as we're ready to, to, to move on now. Mm-hmm. But also the meta narrative choice of eliminating him, so that we feel that there is a threat to characters that we care about, right? Yeah, uh,
0: was a was a, a reasonable thing to do. Yeah, I hope that. I mean, I think it'd be great to carry on the trilogy structure. You know, after nine, nine's kind of what we were expecting. Yeah. from the beginning, that was like supposed to be the whole story. Uh, but you know, I, I suspect they'll do another trilogy after, and it'll probably be somewhat self-contained. And because of that, they're not forced to hold on to. Ray and finn and poe and uh Ren in episode 10 Mm -hmm. so any of them could die by the end of episode 9 um whereas that is is not the case in marvel for all the reasons you pointed out yeah Uh, so yeah i mean maybe maybe it will be able to be kept a little bit more alive next year we've got rogue squadron Mm -hmm. uh, christmas time and then rogue one what's it called Rogue Squadron, I think, is right. Oh, okay. um, well, yeah, no, but I'm I mean, gonna sound dumb. Yeah, self-contained uh, story, though, and yeah. you know, so it can like have its own climax. Any of the new characters introduced to it can live or die, and we won't know. And it could work better. I don't know. The anthology films are an interesting idea to to expand the universe
1: without without uh, um, forwarding the story of this main trilogy is a interesting choice. I wonder how many fans are going to be a bit confused by the release of a Star Wars film that's not a continuation of that's not Episode Eight, right? Uh, and maybe, maybe not. Maybe all the Star Wars fans are all have all got it figured out. Mm-hmm. But the the general moving going public is going to be a bit like, why are we in the past again? Yeah, like, I'm really
0: excited to see them recreate that past, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and visually, yeah, to try to be like, look, this has to actually fit into the time that you watch the other films. There's yeah. no excuse of like, oh well, it's 30 years later, so things look different. Yeah, we got to
1: match up the clone yeah. troopers. We got to make the masks and uh, like all the
0: star the stormtroopers look correct. Yeah. I
1: think that'd be um, really neat. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Wait. I wanted to say one more thing about the clone troopers. That did they not realize what a hole they were digging themselves into with the prequel? That you can't have the same actor go on forever. So if you ever want to show a stormtrooper in sequels with his helmet off, you're going to have to go back and reconstruct uh, the actor in 3D. I mean, yeah, because he has to be the same age. When they and know, they didn't yeah.
1: really bother. They kind of did, and they did in the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Like all they they all look kind of the same, except they try to give them like slightly distinct personalities. Yeah. But I also think that the Clone Wars series is, is a pretty unwatchable stretch of the, the Star Wars <laughs> universe.
0: A lot of people really enjoy it. I tried watching it and yeah. I didn't really enjoy it, but I, I guess it's I shouldn't the, say that because so many people do like it. So
1: yeah, maybe it's just cause I don't, I didn't, I'm still not worried about what was happening to Anakin. Right. And so something yeah. that happened in, in between the second and third films is not real.
0: Well, out of the very few episodes that I watched, I liked that Anakin much more than in the movies. Yeah. Like he was much less annoying. He's more charming. Yeah.
1: And uh, seems to have more of a purpose. Like, yeah. he seems to be more involved in a, in a meaningful way in that in that universe, rather than just being angry about
0: it. everything.
1: But yes, yeah. that's a digression from our, from our discussion of uh, The Force Awakens,
0: which... <laughs> Well, I was gonna say, I mean, the nice thing about a new movie coming out every year is like we could just have a podcast about it constantly. You can uh, yeah. you know, do a discussion every year. Uh, because, you know, Star Wars was gone for a long time. Like it just it didn't exist for well, kind of my whole childhood. All I had was the the early ones and mm-hmm. video games. Yeah. Then it came back, but in a way that we maybe wish it hadn't. Mm-hmm. And it's really uh, you know, here to stay for a while at least. It's gonna be uh, a big part of our lives for the near future. So. This is the part of the story that we were
1: that we were excited about as kids. the 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 continuation of the story from here on out. This is the part that this is the story where Luke was the hero, and it, no matter how much George Lucas insisted that this is a, that this is Anakin Star- Skywalker's story, it's not. This is Luke's story, yeah. his hero cycle. And mm-hmm. and hearing what happened to these characters after that was always going to be more interesting than than what happened before. Right. And uh, so, yeah, I'm excited to see this story continue in a way. And it's been enough time now that they have to, they have to move on to something else as yeah. well. It's, it's a requirement of our,
0: of our attention. I wanted to touch on just a few more things yeah. of why I think this is the best Star Wars film yet, dep- if, if the trilogy delivers. So it, it may or may not, but if they all are similarly good. The most promising Star Wars film yet. Well, yeah, uh, basically. Okay. Um, it's, uh, well, visually the best just mm-hmm. cause, you know, just cause it's the newest maybe. But, uh, although you wouldn't have said that about the prequels, I don't think, cause they do not hold up as well as the originals visually.
1: No, uh, they're, they're crowded and they, they were pushing the envelope, but not in a way that no. is satisfying. They are so crowded <laughs> and I mean, they really are. Yeah, it's like um, there's a lot there's a lot of, a screen, lot of stuff yeah. in the frames in every frame. There's a, there's tons of, there's a, there's a, there's a battle in, I think it's the third film. Uh, that's the winding down of the Clone Wars, where uh, Count Dooku's got his clone army, mm-hmm. and um, uh, there uh, there's a there's a big sort of star destroyer thing crashing through a bunch of other like there's a lot of crashing, and there's just ships
0: yeah. everywhere, and you like, have no idea yeah, what's going on, an
1: unflyable mass yeah. of ships. Yeah. That but anyway, it, it's so it, it, this film wasn't as crowded that way. Mm-hmm. I um I thought Return of the Jedi still in its even with a few annoying additions in the special edition form Mm -hmm. is also a very visually strong film. It's like a beautiful film to watch in terms Mm -hmm. of the color and the, the, the depth of the frame. But this one's, this one's right up there for
0: me with return of the Jedi visually. You know, what I don't understand is when they redid the special editions, there is still issues with matching of the blacks in the blue screen scenes that they still do not sit well on each other. Like, the live action and then the black of deep space have mm-hmm. completely different black points. They are just obvious and easy to see, and I don't understand why it wasn't fixed better. Uh, I mean, if if, if you're going to be visually touching up every frame, which they, I mean, they cleaned it up in so many other
1: ways. Yeah, why wouldn't you yeah. address
0: that as yeah. well? Uh, hard, to, hard to answer that question. Uh, but, okay, so other reasons it's best. Um, yeah. That I am certain... And I'm just betting that it's going to have much better payoffs because I think it will be have much, much more planned. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty confident that the general story arc is written, which I, it was not. I don't think it was for any of the others. I don't think the prequels were even really figured out when they started filming them. None of it was It was all a big mess. They just started shooting and uh, hoped that it worked out, and it yeah. didn't really. Yeah. Um, I think that it's going to have much more of an arc. There's a lot of the less little messy things, like Boba Fett being accidentally killed. You know, I, I don't think they'd make that same mistake again, where you build up a really interesting fan favorite character and then knock him off of a cliff by mistake.
1: Yeah. I'm kind of looking forward to, uh, episode, um, uh, I guess it'll be, uh,
0: episode eight now Mm -hmm,
1: mm -hmm. where like a soiled and, and muddy Captain Phasma steps out of that trash compactor. (laughs) Yeah. Or how
0: did she get out of that trash compactor? Like, like she's not gone. I don't think. (laughs) Well, there'll be a separate film about that moment. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and yeah, I th- so g- general lack of sloppiness in the storytelling mm-hmm. of just like lost opportunities, uh, lost momentum, the things that just happened because of lack of planning in the originals, I really expect will be, uh, dealt with much better. I think that Ray is a stronger character from the start than Luke was. Luke started off as being more annoying. He was, yep. you know, he was pretty whiny to start with. He becomes a, a little more relatable. I don't know what it is. A little more likable. Yeah, by towards the end, towards the end of Jedi. Yep, and right away, everybody, all of our heroes are likable, and and we want to see them on screen a lot mm-hmm. more. And uh, I think that's going to go really well. So I don't know if you disagree with me, then. Tweet I don't. About it. I really.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I, and and nobody should. Tyler <laughs> Ray's a really fun character to watch. She she was the highlight for me. Yeah, was how enjoyable she is, and I thought she was going to be a bit severe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. At the beginning, I don't know. I just didn't really didn't really warm up to her immediately. But by the end,
0: I had. Yeah, her um, her force pull of the lightsaber was a really perfect moment. It was. Yeah. Uh, th- those payoffs in that final battle were just great. Of of seeing her discover her powers a little bit. Um, yeah, it, you know, visually it worked great, and uh, just for the dramatic purposes of the story, it all worked so well for me.
1: The two false starts at the uh, at the. Uh, um, Jedi mind trick too.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, totally. We're, Cause we're we're really fun. I, I, I thought it wouldn't work for a moment. I'm like, Oh, she's going to have to be trained first. Yeah. But, um, you know, again, it's like, it's building that she is actually extremely powerful and going to be a force to be reckoned
1: with. Yes. And I actually, why I would be totally satisfied if she comes out of nowhere as well, if she's not related to the Skywalkers or the Solos or anybody mm-hmm. or the Kenobis <laughs> would like, yeah. she's, she's none of those things. She's just,
0: really cool she's the just same
1: ray. same way that anakin skywalker came out of nowhere so did she
0: yeah yeah cool well thanks a lot for joining me rob thanks Tom. uh hopefully we can talk about more as uh, more movies come out in the future uh where can people find you if they want to see you on the internet they can see me on the internet at rob awesome and uh i'm stallman on twitter and anywhere else so, thanks All right, we're back for a little bit of follow-up um, here again with Rob Mitchelson, resident Star Wars expert here at the um, studio. <laughs> and we—if uh, you, if you didn't hear the full review, you should uh, go and listen to that first. But we wanted to do a little bit of follow-up on things like predictions and uh, where we think the movie might be going and things that are not actually relevant to a review. So uh, what were we just saying before we started recording, Rob? So this started with a discussion about who Ray might be.
1: Uh, because we did say in the initial interview that um, it would be okay if she came out of nowhere. She's she's really cool, but there are some folks who believe that she might be she might be a Skywalker somehow, yeah. or she might be a Solo somehow. Uh, but uh, it doesn't really play out that way in the film. For it, it to be totally logical, we do know that she's got a she's got a she's got X X-wing like a Rebellion X-wing era X-wing helmet. Yeah, uh, she's got that doll, mm-hmm. um, and she's. Uh, Um, she's certainly very strong with the force. And then you made the observation, and I think it's totally dead on that um, Kylo Ren seems to have a recognition of her as something important, even Mm -hmm. though he doesn't seem to have a direct recognition of who she
0: is as a person, as a person. Yeah. yeah. More as like a force presence. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and obviously uh, Snoke does also have that same awareness Mm -hmm. of maybe that he had seen this force presence coming That, again, I don't know if it's knowledge of her as an individual, but that someone like this would be coming. Also in the novelization, there's a moment where, towards the end, she's considering killing Ren, Mm -hmm. which we see in the film. But in the novelization, there is actually, she hears Snoke's voice in her head encouraging her to to kill him. Again, you know, further mirroring Luke's journey. Mm -hmm. Uh, So... The, the there's other relationships there. There's definitely something of that. She was anticipated by other force sensitive people. Uh, I don't think that I, I mean, I've heard the Han Solo thing, her being a solo, not possible to me. There was no f- familial recognition or, or really, they would have hinted at it much stronger. The Skywalker thing, it just seems like it would be too blunt, I guess, or yeah. too obvious. I mean, they, or? they
1: could, maybe uh, I, I wouldn't mind. I just wouldn't be thrilled. Yeah. I think I'm still more excited about the idea that she came out of nowhere and, yeah. and is just, uh, they, they've certainly set Luke up for a long absence. Mm-hmm. There certainly are not a lot of, as far as he's aware, a lot of Jedi left, uh, cause they all got killed off by his, by his dad mm-hmm. when they were kids, when he was slaughtering children <laughs> for fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> I, I, uh, I think it's it's interesting to predict what they're going to make of her, of her history, in order to include her as a as a as a powerful force. And we ran through a list of other options as well, yeah, like okay, what well, other X wing so, pilots do we know? Yeah,
0: well, it says Biggs, but no. Like, so Kenobi is the other potential person, the other yeah. like known strong force user. Yes, I mean there's not many people that could like have any resonance when there's a reveal. Mm-hmm. There is, yeah. There's the, the solos. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so, or or gone, I guess I should say. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. come from Leia, or from Luke, or from Kenobi.
1: Right. And that's right. it. That's
0: it. Really. So Otherwise, it, should, it has to be somebody new.
1: Yeah, and I think um, they'll have to handle it fairly delicately as well, because the mishandling of of characters' backstories in the prequels really soured me a little bit on the importance and relevance of the force. Mm -hmm. One of the things that disappointed me the most looking back at the prequels was that Yoda in in the original films, Yoda's a mystic. He's not, and he does, he does things that no one has ever done before. And I know George Lucas wishes he could have had Yoda do a bunch of really cool stuff, but he was a puppet and that's fine. But because he can't do a bunch of jumping around and, and, and swinging his lightsaber upside down and, and landing on somebody's chest and stabbing them in the face or whatever, then he, we just have to believe that he's so powerful and so at one with the force that there's that that we would find it incomprehensible. He's a he's a like a
0: Zen master. Yeah, and he, he's above jumping and flipping.
1: Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and so then when we see him doing it, it kind of it sells it a little bit. Yeah. and so I don't know that uh, they'll really have to walk that line carefully if they want to do a reveal, which they might be hinting at a Wait, bit. Are you saying she's related to Yoda? Well, that would be a really, you know, because we don't know what iota is, yeah. but he's 900 years old. So I just imagine him <laughs> shrinking and shriveling slowly from human right. yeah, down to sure. like, down that's to that his final size. form. Exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. his just his spine is so compressed <laughs> at that
0: point that he's, he's a puppet. Oh, another thing from the novelization that I saw more in the second viewing is she was entrusted to Ankar the the uh, dealer guy that's buying scrap off of her. Right. He has his hand on her shoulder when the... Space uh, spacecraft takes off. Yes, and, and you see that them, in so, the film, actually. Yeah, so there's also something there that he was... I don't know. I can't imagine why any good characters would have left her in this situation, basically uncared for, mm-hmm. abandoned on a on a planet. Like, what, yeah, and what I mean, I guess you. Like, I mean,
1: with the Jedi twins thing, certainly you get the you you get the idea that splitting them up was the only way to keep them safe, or whatever. That was their theory at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but part of this discussion came out of the fact that our two characters with no last names in the film oh, yeah, are right, Finn. Right and ray so we don't we we have a question mark about ray because of because of what happens to her in the storyline but we also have a question mark about ray because she doesn't have a last name to the best of our knowledge mm-hmm. and uh finn is his backstory is maybe we'll get a a sampling of it or just a snippet of it uh, because he he was a stormtrooper and he was taken away from his family in order to become a stormtrooper and now he's now he's escaped that, but he also has no history or family name that makes him a part of something bigger. Yeah, and uh, the two of them being the only characters like that might actually take us in a direction that could be more compelling and more uh, intriguing than than revealing a backstory. I, right. I don't know that we really desperately need another Skywalker being great with the Force. Yeah, yeah, we, we get yeah. Okay, Skywalkers are great.
0: They're, they're so great. Yeah, because they well, then like, how did they carry that on in Episode well ten? Will it still be Skywalker's? Like oh, they have God. to break the. Yeah, we have somewhere. to like at
1: some point. Yeah, yeah, like at some point, another Anakin has to crop up, and you're just like, "Whoa, this crazy!" Like, and again, I, I, I'm, I'm, maybe I want to put my money on raise a, a Yoda. <laughs> yeah, she's a, she's a Yoda.
0: Uh, so, do you have any other crazy fan theories that you've read about um, any about anything?
1: Yeah, there were a few other fan theories. One was that um, uh, one, and this is obviously, I mean, it's it's easy to say hey, you're so dumb now that the film has been released. But mm-hmm. one of the big fan theories was that. Um, Luke had gone to the dark side, and that he was Kylo Ren. Sure, and right. that's why, uh, and and that and that for sure. You, I've seen this argument a few places, but a, a lot of like dedicated bloggers have been saying, no, no, you see him go to the dark side at in Return of the Jedi, and um, he just kind of barely makes it out from that, and that's mm-hmm. why he explores
0: this. So I,
1: right. I, I think that fan theory, I, I don't know, it comes from a kind of a kind of completeness in terms of the the world of. Yeah, maybe Luke would in fact give in to the dark side. Maybe he maybe he finally did lose it. So you're
0: still exploring this as potentially what's going on? I, I mean, don't
1: I don't think I am. Yeah. I think I understand why people would think it, but mm-hmm. I honestly think that George Lucas, not only to protect the franchise, because they were like, well, George Lucas just wanted to sell toys and that's why Return of the Jedi has a happy ending. But I think it's because he wants these people to complete that he wants a, a hero's psych- journey yeah. to be done.
0: Yeah, was, I think it was completed. There wasn't the opening. I don't yeah. think it was. Although I did on my last viewing of Jedi really notice that he effectively chooses the dark side at a moment. Like he does decide to ki- like his sword comes down ready to kill, mm-hmm. and it's blocked by uh, Vader. Is is that what it is? He goes yeah. to kill the Emperor, I believe. Yeah, that's and right. Then Vader and Vader blocks it. Yeah. But so he he made the decision at one point. He's yeah. like, I'm going to kill this guy. Yeah, which I thought was interesting to notice that he actually made the the that moment of of almost crossover
1: I um, think that yeah. uh and, and again you know we saw those as, uh, when we were quite young and so for me that 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 still has a real emotional power there too like yeah. that his his whole turning to the dark side scene is really scary mm-hmm. uh so anyway there's there's that fan theory i think it's i don't think disney would would go there either no, i think we need luke to be a good guy yeah. we can, we can have him have, have made mistakes over these 30 years but i don't think we can have him be on the dark side yeah, no. uh also and this is a personal fan theory i i the, the whole like there's only two there's always two with sith mm-hmm. there's the there's the master and then there's the. so like where are the rest of these guys like like the emperor is busy training up uh, oh god in the uh, uh phantom menace mm-hmm. the really scary guy they should have kept maul. darth maul yep so darth maul's there he's super creepy yep he he he's he's uh, got the awesome face paint mm-hmm. he kicks butt and then he dies yep. so uh it's a bummer we lost him and we replace him with christopher lee who is awesome in his own way yep.
0: but not uh I, I like how you just call him christopher lee <laughs> yeah character was not memorable enough <laughs> oh but there's another force user uh could she be a descendant of count dooku? dooku oh god
1: <laughs> well, yes <laughs> but, but also who but cares no. yeah. yeah um Unless that's the reason why the planet is called Jakku, because it's like, it's part, like, it's named...
0: Um, yeah, definitely possible.
1: Yeah, oh God. Anyway, so so then Dooku is being trained at that time as well to become a very powerful Sith assistant right. m- apprentice guy as well. Yeah. But he's been apprenticing, he must have been apprenticing during the time that Darth it's Maul pretty pretty was... Old. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then... so when there's always two, there's
0: always two and many others uh, yeah there has yeah. to be others
1: yeah um and even the even things like the timothy's and novels where they uh um that took place uh, ostensibly to be the episodes seven, eight, and nine when lucas thought there was no way mm-hmm. that they were ever going to happen they published these novels. did you ever read them
0: no i didn't read them but i'm aware that they exist. they're fun
1: there's a new set of jedi twins uh right. um uh and they're separated for similar reasons and there's yeah. there's there's maybe little hints of that kind of in it but it's mostly because it's it, it belongs to a portion of the monomyth this this um uh, archetypal monomyth that that star wars is supposedly mm-hmm. assembled mm-hmm. upon um but uh yeah I mean like the then his his assistants the 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 red cloaked guys that are in the throne room of the emperor are also supposed to be these force sensitive baddies and they're uh they're what well, they're called the red hand, I believe in the books I don't know what their mm. their name is in in the in Star wars Canon. I don't think the books are even canon anymore. <laughs> no, they're not. The, yeah. Well, they're the, the, the okay window now. Yeah, yeah right. exactly. In any case, there, 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 there seems to be plentiful Sith around. Yeah. And if the emperor dies and he's replaced immediately by a new, by a new master, mm-hmm. um, or very shortly afterwards by a new master, who's also super creepy. Um, and then, uh, the idea that there's only two is sort of, I,
0: I think that was a, a better, it was a better line than it was a, uh, Practical yeah. plot point. <laughs> uh, you know, in reality, it can be hard to to follow through with that. But but that brings us around to Snoke. Um, yes, who I, I don't know if it's worth speculating who he is exactly. My biggest question is where has he been? He is clearly old and definitely existed during the original trilogy. To my mind, you know he he was somewhere. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Must have already had some experience at that point. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's not like, it's needs like Sith Lords don't just
1: come out of nowhere.
0: Yeah. Like, they don't spring up from the ground. Yeah, somebody of an Emperor level, you know, yeah. that is, like, a, a master, right? Yeah, um. Absolutely. So there's going to need to be some excuse. Uh, I've heard the Darth Plagueis theory that that is who he is. Have you, have you heard this one? No. So in uh, the prequels – and I don't, I don't think so because it relies on the prequels so much. That's the main reason I think it's totally right. possible. But yeah. that uh, Darth Sidious believes he has killed his master, Darth Plagueis, um, and that would uh, – but Plagueis deceived Sidious and is actually still alive in his Snoke. Interesting. Okay, yeah, I mean, so what that does give us is an existing character that has been around for a long time. And there's a reason he's been hiding or, or something, but mm-hmm. it, I, I mean, doesn't ring true to me at all.
1: How tall, this is a, this is a dumber fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How tall do I you think, think he yeah, is? Yeah, he's Yoda size. Yeah. Right? Well, I think he or, like, mo- or is he
0: mouse size?
1: I, I have a feeling he's, he's tiny yeah. because we make such an effort to make him gigantic. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't it be more surprising if he was gigantic? It would be more surprising. That, be it actually the would be kind of cool if he were gigantic <laughs> yeah. as well. But, and yeah. he's obviously sort of like aged and partially decaying as yeah. well. So
0: Yeah. Maybe he's uh, the emperor fallen further and just uh, that's like after he's kind of been – I don't know. Okay, so uh, also – he swam out of the, 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 <laughs> yeah, the yeah. energy at the bottom the of the soup. Death Star. Yeah. Uh, okay, also <laughs> what happened with Luke's lightsaber? We need to know that. It was obviously yeah, caught in one. some kind of net. No, well, the, the, oh, blue, the blue one. one. The blue yeah, yeah, one, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it
1: must have, it fell somewhere or it was, an, it was relevant enough to the force that they're able to recover it.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, this was a point of confusion that er, with everybody I watched the movie with was the green yeah. versus blue. Yeah. That at the end it's like, oh, here's Luke's lightsaber and everybody that watched it was like, but it was green. Everybody, that was what we all thought of. Uh, so I actually had to like spend some time thinking about like, oh wait, the blue one was the first one that he lost. Yes. I, I didn't pick up on it quickly enough during the first viewing.
1: Yeah, no, it took me a second too because I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, Luke's lightsaber." But then I, the, the the lightsaber that I own, the 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 expensive one that I own is <laughs> the, the, the real one you own. Yeah, yeah, yeah is, the, is the is the is the green one because that's the that that's the the the, the point that resonates with me. Right. Was that's the one that Luke built himself? So mm-hmm. yeah, somebody somebody on Bespin is hanging out <laughs> with a net, yeah. or they're swimming or something. Yeah, I guess down fish, below the, out of the clouds. Yeah. yeah,
0: exactly. Uh, what else do we not know what's left to be resolved?
1: We, so we, we don't know what happened to phasma, but we suspect that she's going to be back, right? She's we, probably going to be somewhat significant. I am betting. We, we have to hope so because she's an interesting character and they're certainly marketing the crap out of her. Mm-hmm. So, so she's out there. Um, we don't know what happens to, we don't know about Ray's backstory and we don't really understand Finn's backstory and how that might influence other things. Um, we, don't know what uh, how much more powerful Carlo Ren might become now mm-hmm. that he has to compete with other possible
0: Jedi. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it could be the most interesting if he becomes if he does become more powerful than Darth Vader. That would be really cool. Yeah, like that. That would be very interesting. Incredibly interesting. Yeah.
1: Like, yeah. He obviously, Darth Vader. I think as a character, when you when you read it in the the original trilogy, he looks kind of tired. He's mm-hmm. tired of mm-hmm. of. Being the only Jedi and having yeah. fought the fight
0: and having and seen the result of what right. he wanted and it not being where, anything like whereas Ren is probably going to be in his prime by the third film you know he's going to be at the height like it would be Darth at his strongest yes exactly yeah. Seeing, so. yeah yeah um you know and I I hope it doesn't match the beats too much of the original trilogy that we still have to see him kill Snoke I, I mean I think it'd may be maybe more interesting for him to like t- have enough time where he takes his place for a little while where he becomes Emperor level Sith instead of yeah, staying that, in that, uh, that might one be level l- lower position. One of the
1: things that had to happen in Return of the Jedi really was because we only just see the Emperor in Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. We know that he's there. We know that he exists. And uh, we end up having to build him up quite a bit as uh, as worse than the worse. Yeah. Like Vader is yeah, yeah. really, really bad. But this guy is really, really, bad, really, bad, really bad, 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 yeah. bad. So if uh, we may actually – one th- this uh, only because you just brought it up now – we have an extra character mm-hmm. that we don't need because we've got Ray who presumably needs to defeat in some way, whether that's coax back over to the good side or, um, or, or kill yeah. Kylo Ren. And we don't care about Snoke because he's not, he's not relevant now. Yeah. So if, if, if Snoke is, is taken out
0: of the picture and Kylo Ren becomes more powerful, that's a more compelling storyline. Yeah. Another thing I thought about right after the first viewing was that we have a Ren's redemption will be much more interesting than Vader's was. Yes, because we saw him do something so much worse, kill a character that everybody's already very invested in. Yeah. that we knew was his father from the beginning. I don't. I actually don't know if he can be redeemed as much.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's when he when Darth Vader said it's too late for me, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. It, you have to wonder if it is. Yeah. But with uh, Kylo Ren, he's he's really burning those bridges. Mm-hmm. And he and he did seem to struggle with uh both with the recognition of of um Rey as this powerful competitor as a Jedi mm-hmm. and then also with uh killing his father as well. He, that that he that he's not even sure up until the last minute if that is something that he wants to do. Right. He thinks he does. Yeah. And he knows what Snoke wants. Yeah. And he knows that I mean certainly Snoke sees it as a as a is a problematic interference in his becoming a powerful Sith mm-hmm. that he still has his parents around and hasn't gone and slaughtered them yeah. so that he's he ha- he doesn't have any of that with him mm-hmm. but now he has the guilt of that and having having seen that mm-hmm. so uh, his redemption would be a lot more interesting because we've seen him we've seen him turn darker yeah he'd started dark yeah, and violent and cruel we've already
0: seen much more of his journey than we did with, with Darth. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like we saw more journey in this film than all of the prequels. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We really did. Yeah. Um, Well, and that's because the prequels
1: didn't, there isn't enough story to fill up that. Like, like this Anakin story maybe is one film
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and it's not, it's not three films. Yeah.
0: Um, I just, a little more meta discussion. One thing I wanted to actually pull out of our primary discussion was the idea of having a female lead, uh, in a Mm -hmm. lot of the other reviews that I've seen and the other discussions, that's kind of the first thing that's brought up when they're discussing Ray. And you know what? I think To me, that actually takes away from the fact that we have a female uh, being so focused on like, yeah, she's great for a woman. Like, she's a great character for a girl. It's like, shouldn't the discussion just be about like, does it work? Do we feel inspired? Do we feel excited by her? Yeah, Um, and I mean, regardless of who she is,
1: there's certainly an argument to be made about whether or not we're the right people to discuss our entitlement or our privilege in this regard. But for me, Mm -hmm. and 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 I hope that this is this is what they were trying to get across anyway, is that she is an enjoyable character. Mm-hmm. I, I like watching her as a hero. I don't think there's really anything to criticize about that. Yeah. Like, like she's, she's fun. She's <laughs> a hero. I, I I want her to win and beat the <laughs> yeah, bad guys. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, so good. Yeah. I think the most success came out of not drawing too much attention to it. Like not 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 you know winking at the camera or uh, pointing at it too much. Like, yeah, just letting her carry uh, the character.
1: Yeah, throughout. I was really surprised by the fan criticism that they felt that she was too powerful because she was a girl. Yeah. And I, thought, I haven't you know, read those
0: direct. Pre- I've heard other people refer to them, and I haven't read them yeah. directly myself. Is it common though, or is it just one or two people just uh, trolling? You know, it may just be
1: one or two people yeah. uh, who who are getting that theory around, yeah. and it's getting attention because. Because uh, yeah, it's click of baby. The, Yeah, yeah, exactly. And our our social media world is all about that yep. kind of thing. But I think it's I don't think there's any reason to to be concerned about Ray's character. I, I want her to be heroic, mm-hmm. and I want her to become more powerful than she is. Yeah. And then so she did. And right. that was satisfying to me as a viewer.
0: You know, I actually think that like one moment th- there's the, there's the whole uh, stop holding my hand scene. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. Every, which is very funny. Yeah. Well, I, I think that won't age well actually. Cause I, I think our female characters will get stronger and better developed in the future. Mm-hmm. You know, Mad Max being another great example this year that we've had like two in it, such a quick time span that have just had this self-contained great female lead. And I yep. think, in the future there will be more and more of them and we will stop being as concerned about it as hopefully it just becomes more mainstream i mean this is a very mainstream movie mm-hmm. making this very prominent and i bet 10 more years down the road we'll look back and that scene to be like i don't know why like i don't get the joke cuz well hopefully we'll just be more used to it
1: yeah it yeah and and i i can see where your where your point is on that where it is a bit of an obvious sort of reminder that she can she she's mm-hmm. fine on her own yeah anyway we'll see we'll see what comes of it in the in the upcoming films but mm-hmm. more or less she stands alone as a really interesting character right? yeah. there's no reason to and i mean uh, there there are lots of people too who who but these are the people who who didn't get the original films <laughs> either you know like mm-hmm. they're the people who are just like is she really an interesting character like i mean isn't she kind of two dimensional and yep. i'm like yeah but, but in 3D she's she's <laughs> fully she's uh,
0: she, well, and, all ca- these and characters compared are, to luke she is much more three dimensional to, to yeah. me, like, maybe not by the, by the end, Luke was more developed. But in the first film, they, they developed her further in the first film than they were able to develop Luke, I I feel. Yeah. Um, I'm much more concerned about her and more attached to her and, mm. and like her more. Um, and uh, uh, Daisy Ridley, is that her name? Yeah. It just really acted the shit out of this movie. Yeah. She did great. She was great. Yeah. Uh, she's, she's fun to watch. Yeah. Every, everyone, uh, have you seen Attack the Block? Um, yes. Which I, I didn't put that together till after the, that's... Uh, the the same actor Boyega what's the first name <laughs> John Boyega John Boyega yeah uh, oh my god but that movie yeah. was great oh Attack uh, the Block is so great yeah so if you haven't seen it um, yeah really strong indie sci fi yeah. action
1: yeah and there's some there's some like indie cred in this in this movie too
0: mm-hmm. and like a dozen uh, Game of Thrones characters uh, uh-huh, yeah. all over the place
1: yeah just just in there yeah. So funny.
0: Also, uh, do you mind this being a Disney thing? Like, do you mind the cash grabbiness of it? Because I have not been concerned about it at all, even though I know. You know, I, I think uh,
1: the the will Disney do right by uh, franchise thing uh, was resolved for me when they uh, when Jim Henson was looking for a new home.
0: Mm-hmm. He
1: was uh, like uh, Muppet Studios was was looking for a place to be. And while Henson was alive, he started making the, the sale to Disney, and then he passed away, and it took them 20 years to wind up licensing to things like Sesame Street and to, mm. to like all the other products. And eventually, when Disney did decide to start producing some Muppet stuff, <laughs> it, was, uh, it was great. They did a really good job of it. Um, the Muppets movie was really fun. And even the stuff they did on the sly where they only had access to certain things or certain characters or certain types of releases, uh, like Muppets from Space, was really fun. Mm-hmm. Like it was a fun movie. And so they obviously they obviously took the product that was something that we cared about and and treated it delicately yeah. in order to make sure that we could continue to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So they've shown they can handle that with, with the Muppets. I don't have a, any problem with them Taking over, I, like, in a way, it's kind of the perfect home for, for Star Wars anyway. Like, I, I remember riding the Star Tours ride and <laughs> thinking, like, yeah, like, 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 R2 D2 belongs in Tomorrowland. Right. Yeah. It totally works. Now we have a Star Wars
0: land coming. So, yeah, which is perfect because yeah. we've been, I've been waiting for that. Yeah. Like, that's what I've wanted. The The longest mainstream, like, from a, a major news outlet that I saw uh, criticizing the film was basically just digging into how, uh, how much it's, you know, they're just doing it for the money and it's like a Disney toy thing. And I was, which it was the LA times. And, uh, this was supposed to be a review of the movie and it was mostly like, this is all about the money. And I just couldn't relate to it. It's like, yeah, that's, so that's kind of what yeah. happens. Uh, anyway, so it doesn't it doesn't bother me. I'm not right. offended
1: by the franchising, like yeah. or the but and the licensing either. I, I, I bought a, a. Where was I? I bought a T-shirt, a Star Wars T-shirt that somebody had uh licensed to West Coast Tees mm-hmm. out of uh, out of Victoria, or Vancouver. So it's like Canadian themes with Star Wars themes blended together. Mm-hmm. Mine is an Ewok on the Wild Side shirt, where there's Ewoks riding a bear, the like grizzly <laughs> bears. Anyway, I they'll license that. I, I walked through the uh, the Disney store at Christmas time and it's full of Star Wars toys mm-hmm. and you can get a uh, like a you can you can
0: drive BB8 with your iPhone and the BB8 toys are pretty much the best possible toy. Like you can buy yeah. literally what was in the movie.
1: Yeah, exactly. If you want, you can yeah, get it. Great. You can get it at three different scales yeah. too. Like which is which is what can I want. You buy life size? I th- I think you can like you can get close. I've seen them I've seen them half scale and mm. I've seen them like mini kind yeah, I've of pocket sized huh. but i uh i'm sure that a full scale one is is available and i mean one of the things that i always wanted was an i always wanted R2D2 like yeah. i wanted an R2 unit for my house
0: well but i think you'd have more fun rolling a BB8 unit around oh for there, sure yeah. yeah which well we we missed mentioning him in the review too but he was great <laughs> yeah no he's a good yeah. character yeah.
1: i thought oh. it funny that they first of all great a coup that because because Okay, Lucasfilm mm-hmm. loses Ben Burt, their sound uh, designer, okay. uh, after the prequel trilogy, and his sound design work is totally remarkable. Of course, like. yeah, it shapes so much of the universe. Absolutely, yeah. like I mean, it is like the sounds of lightsabers and the sounds of blasters and all the things that we that are familiar to us, mm-hmm. along with the John Williams score, is is all that Ben. Yeah, Burt those stuff. two things can create a universe yeah. without the films. Exactly yeah. you know, the way that R two D two sounds, yeah. and so and so. Lucasfilm loses him though. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pixar picks him up for Wally, mm-hmm. and he does the sound design for Wally, and he stays on with Pixar. And then when Disney gets Lucasfilm, uh, they get Ben Burtt back, and he's a sound designer oh, on the. Oh, perfect. There was a lot of really actually like nice to see people back, and they've like Phil Tippets in the credits for like creature design. Yeah. Well,
0: the uh, the chessboard. little chessboard was yeah reanimated in the exact same way was actual stop motion and he's on
1: board as a consultant as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh Nigel Godrich is a uh, stormtrooper at one point and so is Daniel Craig and I wrote <laughs> yeah. this down because uh my friend uh Dave uh went to go see the film again and he noticed in the credits that uh the Daniel Craig stormtrooper is credited as JB07. <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay, yeah. cool. So there's like there's lots of That's little awesome. there's lots of little things. But even yeah. watching the credits for the technical crew, there were people back in places where right. you'd be really happy to have them and then also totally prepared to pass the torch as well. Just like creative consultant on this, creative consultant on that. So it was fun to see the 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 crew credits. And my final prediction is that because uh Star Wars is now a Disney property, the next time a Star Wars movie comes out, we will see an Avengers teaser <laughs> at the end of <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Asking Luke to join. <laughs> yeah. And they'll be eating shawarma <laughs> and uh, it'll be great.
0: Uh well, we'll see. I just hope they do well by it.
1: Uh, I hope so too. i my fingers are crossed. I don't think they're going to mess it up. They've got a product. They're, they're in for it for $4 billion. They need to make it work. And that means that they've got to really try to make sure that they're making fans happy. Well, it's working so far. Yeah. Big job. Thanks,
0: Dolly.